Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Voice America program, um, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We're in our 20th year on Voice America, um, and really the, the whole point of this program since day one is to show you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities, and we have a perfect guest today to talk about that. I am talking today to Dr. Randall Bell, and his brand new book, his latest book, is called Post-Traumatic Thriving. The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. As a socioeconomist, economist, Dr. Randall Bell has consulted on more disasters on Earth than anyone in history. His clients include the federal government, state governments, international tribunals, major corporations, and homeowners. Dr. Bell believes that the problem is not the real problem. The problem is how we react to the problem. Often called the master of disaster, Dr. Bell is squarely focused on authentic recovery and resilience. His research has been profiled on major television shows and featured in numerous magazines and in the international media. Welcome, Randall Bell. Welcome, Dr. Bell. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for the invitation. It's an honor to be speaking with you. Thank you. You know, I, I guess my question, my first question out of curiosity is what got you interested in this? I mean, as an economist, you could have gone many different ways. So what, what piqued your interest here? Well, it goes back to when I finished graduate school at UCLA and I started doing some real estate type consulting. And for me, it was getting, it was getting a little routine. So I decided to do something different and school and I got in uh, miraculously. But the day before law school, I thought, what if I take my skill set, uh, which is how to what creates value, and I turn it upside down and I look at what causes a loss in value, uh, that could be interesting. Because I'm from Southern California and we had a lot of landslides and uh, earthquakes and fires. I-, I was just basically looking at that landscape. I had no idea when I made the decision to, to quit law school and, and focus on uh, this disaster type consulting that I would, you know, OJ Simpson would be my future, the World Trade Center, I ninety three crash site. That was all in my future, but I had no idea. It was kind of a, it was kind of a accident, frankly. Mm. And that was the beginning. Yeah, and I've never looked back. Uh, it's been a, that was back in the what 19, early nineteen nineties, and uh, mm. I've been swamped ever since. I pray for world peace, but until then, I've got a lot of work to do. Wow. So, you know, your whole um, really contention and the whole premise of your work is that no matter what you've been through, you can survive it and you can thrive. And you have amazing examples of people who've done that. Um, And I guess my question before you tell a story is what is it that they have? Is it grit? Is it resilience? Is it just the will to live? I mean, what is it that they have that other people don't? I, I don't know that they're special in any regard, I, although what they've done is, is remarkable. I think all of us have that potential. I don't know that some people do, some people don't. I think some people make a choice to allow the disaster to defeat them, and I'm not trying to be judgmental. I, I haven't right. been through what, what these folks have been through, but other people have been through the same challenge and they just make a very different decision that this is not going to keep me down. I'm going to thrive. And the science, frankly, the science has gotten so good at identifying what we need to do to thrive after uh, a trauma that, that anybody can do it. Well, absolutely. Um, share, share one of your stories. I mean, you have so many, Randall, but just pick one that you think really exemplifies what you're talking about? Well, there's, there's many, and I, I hope we get a chance to talk about several. But one that comes to mind, her name is Debbie. I went to high school with Debbie. She was 
just that that person who just radiated uh, friendliness. She was beautiful. She was the head cheerleader and all those kinds of things. And she was just nice to everyone. Um, and she ended up marrying a guy who I also went to high school with. He was in my class, and he seemed like a great guy. Um, they got married and had a perfect life. Uh, they they lived in Southern California and enjoyed all the all the things. Their their family was wonderful in doing. Their kids were doing wonderful things. Well, what was going on is that her husband was having a secret double life and uh, involved a lot of drugs and uh, and uh, prostitutes and just a, a and gambling, just a ugly kind of double life. And one day, Deb, and Debbie had no idea. And she came home one day and went inside the house. They're going to go on a walk. She came around the corner, and uh, I won't be graphic, but her husband had hung him, or had uh, killed himself, had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was devastated, and they, they, she was just baffled. And it was obviously a very serious, uh, disabilitating trauma. And they had the funeral, and then after the funeral, she was just numb with shock. What was going on? And she, in the in the garage, she discovered documents and found out their their entire savings had been wiped out. She was left oh. penniless, and so here she had this perfect life, and uh, and it was gone in a second. And mm-hmm. uh, but she she I interviewed her, and she was very kind to share her story, and she was also very insightful in terms of the steps she took to rebuild her life. But uh, there are things I'm happy to, to share, uh, but today she's mm. just thriving. She, lives, she uh, lives by the ocean. She's just radiant again, happy. Mm. Um, she just took a trip to, trip to Costa Rica, I happen to know. Mm. And uh, she's, she's, she's thriving in every way possible today. Despite how did, that, she, despite how that did she build her, how did she rebuild her life, Randall, when she lost everything? I mean, how do you do that? How, how did she, did she well, get a job? Did she start her own business? I mean, did she have children? I mean, how did she do that? Well, she, she had, uh, she, she and her husband had a family. They had the kids and they were all in shock. And, and I think the thing to realize is that you, this is not an, uh, a Band-Aid, slap on a Band-Aid remedy. Right. This is right. authentic growth. It took, it took years, honestly, for her yeah, to of course. sort things out and rebuild, but she kept going. I guess that's probably rule number one is keep going. Yeah. She, um, she started kind of evaluating her whole life, and what am I going to do here? And she went back to school. And she got a job as a therapist, um, and she had already started some schooling, but she finished it up. She was, uh, became a licensed therapist, uh, mm-hmm. and that gave her income, and it gave her uh, a, a purpose. She uh, was very mindful of the children, and she would do what, what we recommend in terms of grounding practices. She would, deep breathing is, there's studies out of Harvard that talk about how healing that is. It's very, very simple, but deep, deep breathing, whether you call it meditation or yoga or mm-hmm. Lamaze, it doesn't matter what you call it, but deep breathing yeah. resets yeah. the brain chemistry for trauma. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that was one big technique that I, that I know she used. Yeah. And, and, and such a good one, such a good one. Wow. We have a couple minutes before break. Um, so before, cause I know you have so many other amazing stories. Um, and you have a lot of, you know, you you look at the scientific studies, you know, with looking at the common denominators among thrivers. And as you said, one of them is you keep going. Do you think also, Randall, there's something in the genes, the personality, your chemistry, um, or do you just think it's more the grit to say, I'm going to make it? What do you think? I, I think it's both. The, the study on the on the DNA and the gene chemistry is pretty interesting. It came out of the University of Riverside, and basically, half of our level of happiness, if you will, is, is DNA. It's it's just our our chemistry. Some some kids are born screaming and keep string, screaming, and some are born with a big smile that never goes away, and everything right. in between. So half of it's our DNA, and and that's okay. And if we happen to have been handed uh, something that was less fortunate in that department. There's great uh, remedies and, and medications for that that, are, that can handle that. 40%, well, let me back up. 
10% of our happiness is dependent on what happens to us, which surprises mm-hmm. people because a lot of people are very re- reactionary and they think that they, they just respond to whatever happens to us. Um, but actually 10% of our happiness is only attributed to what happens to us. 40%, the other 40% are the activities we choose. Well, that's mm-hmm. the sweet spot. That's the great news. Because if we choose great activities like grounding exercises I just described and I'll describe others, uh, those have um, 40% uh, role to play in our level of happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm, amazing. What's the role of money? How, do, how much does that determine happiness? I mean, for, exa- for example, if this woman, as horrible as it was, if she hadn't been wiped out, right, and she had the means, it would have been easier for her. Still would have been tragic, but easier. Yeah. Yeah, it, you're, you're right. Money has kind of an intermediate role to play, and I'll kind of explain that. If, if you don't have enough money to pay your basic bills and take care, you know, take care of yourself in terms of, you know, basic, you know, fundamental needs, a place to stay and utilities and food, then it's tough to be happy in that circumstance. And there's, there's a direct correlation between happiness and, frankly, living in poverty. And, by the way, I, I surveyed over 5,000 people around the world on this, so mm. that, this, is, this is actual statistical information. However, if you have enough money to pay your basic bills, and I'm not talking about, you know, showing off with watches and jewelry and, and right. all that kind of, you know, consumer, right. consumerism and materialism, but if you have enough money to pay your basic bills, you're statistically to be as happy as a billionaire. There's, there's really? no correlation from that point on. Yeah, and I have clients who are billionaires. I have several, actually. And some of them are very, very happy and very, um, very down-to-earth and very generous. And some of them are pigs, you know, quite honestly. Uh, mm. I won't tell you their names. But I've seen the whole spectrum. But if you, the, the basic rule is if you have enough to pay your basic bills, then, then it's on us to, to find a path to be happy because it has nothing to do with money at that point. Yeah, very interesting. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk more to Dr. Randall Bell, who uh, just, he juxtaposes outcomes of scientific studies with stories to reveal common denominators around people who thrive. And he's a socio-economist, And he has consulted on more disasters on Earth than anyone in history. His belief is that the problem is not the problem. It's how we react to the problem. And he's often called the master of disaster. I'm going to come back with Dr. Bell. His new book is Post-Traumatic Thriving, The Art and Science and Stories of Resilience. And when we come back, he'll share more stories of amazing resilience. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. 
Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hello, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We're talking about um, trauma and how we can overcome it. Personal trauma can take many forms, including what Dr. Randall Bell, my guest, calls the difficult deeds, death, divorce, disease, disaster, and destruction. By any circumstances, you're having and moving beyond is trauma. You know, and a trauma happens to all of us at some point. His brand new book is Post-Traumatic Thriving, The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. Dr. Randall Bell is a socio-economist, and he's consulted on more disasters on Earth than anyone in history. His clients have included the federal government, state governments, internal, international tribunals, major corporations, and homeowners. And Dr. Bell believes that the problem is not the problem. The problem is how we react to the problem. Often called the master of disaster, Dr. Bell is squarely focused on authentic recovery and resilience. His research has been profiled on major television shows and featured in numerous magazines and international media. Welcome back, Randall, Dr. Bell. Welcome back. Patricia, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. All right, pick out another story of someone who really defied all odds in terms of, um, you know, really having disaster and getting through it. Well, another guy I talk about in the book who shared, all, all these folks are very kind to share their stories because our stories are very personal, but, and, and to go public with them is, is a big deal. But another gentleman, his name is JC. I met JC in San Quentin Prison where I volunteer. A wonderful guy. Uh, I would love to have him as a neighbor. He was, sadly, he was convicted of murder uh, when he was 17 years old, and he spent 22 years in prison. But he... Uh, you know, one thing about there's a lot of misconceptions about inmates, and and a lot you know a lot of them are really trying to turn the lies around, and it's miraculous. And that's exactly what he did. He he started taking college classes. He finished high school and college classes, and he did so well that he was paroled after 22 years. And I recently attended his college graduation, and let me tell you something, Patricia. He graduated with honors, and I did not graduate with honors. He's married. He has a child. He has a great job. His wife has a great job, and he's now earning his Ph.D. And uh, if that's not post-traumatic thriving, I don't know what is. And he also spends a lot of time volunteering with uh, at-risk youth uh, so that they make better choices than what he made when he, when he was a kid. So that's that's a perfect example of post-traumatic thriving. This stuff we're talking about really works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess, um, you know, yeah, I guess my question, too, is, again, and, and I, I keep asking you the same thing again, but how, how someone like this man made it through, you know, where other people, right, in the same incarceration, you know, might have ended up, in a very, very different place. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit more about him. Well, the first time I ever met, I didn't know what meditation was when, when I grew up. I, I had heard it. I thought it was something that uh, was, was common with Hindus and Buddhists, and, uh, you know, and, but I didn't know much about it, and indeed it is. But the first time I ever meditated myself was the first day I went inside San Quentin Prison. I was sitting in a circle with some other volunteers, and I was sitting between two men who were convicted of murder. I was, frankly, very nervous, and they started the session out with, with meditation, or they call it, actually, they call it grounding, and the, the deep breathing exercises is not complicated. You just shut your eyes, and you breathe deeply, and uh, you, there's different approaches. It's, it's, not, it's not religious unless one wants to make it religious. It's fine, I guess, but, but this was, was non-religious, 
And then the second principle I want to introduce, besides grounding, is sitting in the fire. It, you cannot resolve a trauma. It's impossible, uh, in my opinion, to resolve a trauma without, uh, without accepting the help of someone else, whether it's a therapist or a good friend who's willing to invest the time or somebody, uh, a family member who is, uh, will back off on the anecdotal advice and just simply listen, but sitting in the fire and talking about the really ugly realities of the, of the trauma because trauma is ugly, it's embarrassing to talk about, but in doing that, we, we heal. And what, we're, what really is going on when we sit in the fire and talk about it, our brains are resetting because we actually have three brains. We have the inner brain, which is called the reptilian brain. That's where trauma and shock is processed, is the inner instinctual reptilian right. brain. The midbrain is the, is the mammal brain, that's emotion, and the outer brain is the human brain. So when trauma hits us, like when Debbie walked in and saw her husband had committed suicide, she walked in using her human brain of logic and, and human thought and instantly switched to the reptilian brain. Deep breathing exercises and, the, and, ta- and sitting in the fire literally reset the brain chemistry. I talk about it in the book, and it's complicated. You've got to read the book. But to, under- to understand the, the chemistry going on, but the simple side of it is that in doing those, just those two practices, we reset the brain and, and our memories are restored to the human brain where we can think about it with composure rather than with a flash of emotion and, and you know, getting into addictive self-medication type of behaviors. Yeah, talk about, um, yeah, talk about the fire. What do you mean by that? Well, sitting in the fire is... Is just that you feel like you're you're in a room with a fire. It's very uncomfortable, but you're letting you know, people are telling about like in prison. You're listening to people tell their the day they committed their crime and how they where they got up and what they mm. did and what choices mm. they made and the and wow. these are ugly ugly crimes. And so to hear about it, just simply sit there and and listen to to this honest, um, frankly, confession of of wrongdoing and the harm that was done is is really bone chilling. But it's yes. really necessary for those for those gentlemen to heal and turn their lives around. Uh, and it's the same thing with all of us, whether we've been incarcerated or not. If, if with my my personal story is I was born with a congenital heart defect. It was very embarrassing. I had open heart surgery when, when I was eleven. I hated talking about it. Um, like any little boy, I wanted to play baseball and football and everything, but because of my heart condition, I just couldn't do it. And I didn't want to talk about it. Well, when you don't talk about it, you create an internal war, and that's mm-hmm. not pretty. By talking about it, by sitting in the fire, we, we're able to re- literally re- redo our brain chemistry, where now I talk about it, it's no big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm actually even grateful for the experience, because when I see a kid in a wheelchair, I have a level of empathy and compassion I never would have had without that. So you can almost become grateful for the lessons you've learned. I, I'm not grateful I had heart surgery, but I am grateful for the lessons I learned. And that's part of the growth. Yeah. Turning it around is what you're saying. Really turning it around so you see the gift in it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And the, the classic mistake, uh, and unresolved trauma is, is, in my opinion, the number one problem humanity is facing. It's not, it's not drugs or alcohol or violence. Those are all symptoms of unresolved trauma, particularly childhood trauma. And they don't teach this stuff in school, and they should. But, but if, we can, if we can learn the process of resolving these traumas, because by college age, 66 to 85% of us have been hit by a trauma. We're, none of us are going to get out of life mm-hmm. uh, with, without a, you know, experiencing mm-hmm. this stuff. We're not taught it in school, but the techniques are simple. The solutions are simple, and they're there, and they're, and they're proven by science. With brain scans out of Harvard, uh, it's it's profound. Mm, right. Um, in the work that you do, do you work with people to help them heal trauma? Do you do that yourself? No, I don't. I'm a researcher, and I would, if anybody call me, and people have many times, and I would say, I, I, I appreciate you calling me, but I'm not the right person. Find a trauma coach. Find a trauma therapist. Um, if you don't have somebody in your family, there, there, are, there, you know, and particularly with the complex or layered traumas where you have had more than one trauma, because there's no rule that says you only just get one. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. you can grab a handful of trauma through life. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm not the right person, but I've done the research and, and have spent 10 years on the book. So, so I can certainly talk about the steps we should take. Yeah, that's terrific. And uh, your book, talk about your book and, um, and your website, and then we'll come back after the break and tell more stories. But talk about your, um, how people can find your book and, um, and, and the website, too, and, and the book being Post-Traumatic Thriving, The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. Sure. Yeah, the book came out during COVID. Frankly, I got COVID myself, and it knocked me down for three or four months. So we haven't done the audio book yet. We haven't done the hardback, but we do have the paperback out. The Kindle version we have up for 99 cents because I just want to get this information out there. Um, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing the, the hardback and the audio book now that I've recovered from COVID. The, uh, I'm easy to find, drbell.com, just drbell.com. I love hearing these stories, and I have a, in fact, our interview today will be posted on our website. Uh, we get a lot of traffic there. And uh, the book's everywhere. It's on Amazon, Post Traumatic Thriving, or any bookstore carries it. It's, um, it's fortunate it's everywhere. Yeah, great. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk again to Dr. Randall Bell. And again, his book is Post-Traumatic Thriving, The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. And he talks about these stories of, of trauma with the difficult Ds, death, divorce, disease, disaster, and destruction. And he says we're all affected by trauma, but um, in Post-Traumatic Thriving, he shares stories of real people uh, who were able to move beyond them and thrive. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Attention veterans, are you ready to be your own boss? It's time to launch your own ideas into reality. Discover your clean writing style. Gear up with Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva. Christina is a positive energy promoter with a special gift in connecting with innovators. Get the Military Heroes 411 and glean from experts every week by listening to The Christina Silva Show. We're educating our veterans live on The Christina Silva Show, live at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We've been talking about the aftermath of trauma and how you can not just survive but thrive. We have options in the aftermath of trauma, and Dr. Randall Bell, my guest, 
provides clear, authoritative insights into what those options are and how we can reclaim our well-being in his latest book, Post-Traumatic Thriving, The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. As a a socio-economist, Dr. Bell has consulted on more disasters on Earth than anyone in history, and he is widely considered the world's top authority in the field of post-traumatic thriving. So I'm really happy to bring Dr. Randall Bell back. He's often called the master of disaster, and he's really squarely focused on authentic recovery and resilience. And his work has been profiled on major television shows and featured in numerous magazines and international media. Uh, And you can log on to posttraumaticthriving.com. Welcome back, Dr. Bell. Okay. Patricia, it's great to be back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's talk about another amazing story. Tell us another amazing story of someone who went through, you know, all tremendous disaster, whether it was death, disaster, divorce, disease, or destruction, uh, and how they got through it and thrived. Sure. Well, one of my favorite stories is Leo Fender. Uh, Leo Fender, you might recognize the Fender guitar, the Fender Strat, Stratocaster, and Telecaster. Leo Fender lived uh, two streets from me, and my dad worked for the Fender Guitar Company, and our kitchen table, uh, my mom's 99 and still still with us, uh, our kitchen table's made out of uh, Fender Stratocaster wood, but um, Leo, a lot of people don't realize, they, they know he's a big deal, he's since passed away, but he's a big deal, and, and uh, died extraordinarily wealthy, but he was born in a barn uh, to parents who are really struggling to make a go of it, and he was born in Fullerton, again, where I grew up, and he was, when he was a young boy, he fell off uh, his dad's truck and hit a picket fence and, and caught the picket fence with his eye, so he had a glass mm-hmm. eye, so he had a disability from, from a young age, a painful one, and then later, he had his head in the amplifier, someone turned the switch on and blew out his hearing, so without hearing aids, he couldn't hear at all. And if he, he, if he didn't like the music, he didn't like the conversation, he'd just turn his hearing aids off. But uh, mm. so he, he grew up with uh, disabilities, and yet his focus was always on helping others. He had a radio shop on Harbor, Harbor Boulevard. During World War II, he, w- he, couldn't, he wasn't drafted by the Army. They didn't want him because he had disabilities. And so he's looking for ways to, to help out. And he would set up these war bond dances, to, to raise money for the war effort. And the band would be playing, and he noticed you could hear the drums, you could hear the horns, you could hear the singer with the microphone, but you couldn't hear the poor guitar player. So he went back to his radio shop, got a piece of wood, and invented the electric guitar. And today it's a billion-dollar industry. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quiz, Patricia. When he had $300 million put into his banking account, he was living in a mobile home, and guess where he moved? I don't know. He didn't move. <laughs> he he wow. was happy and content right where he was. He was not materialistic. He wasn't a pig. He was just a, a good guy who helped the community. He, he did a lot with the YMCA. And uh, those guitars are the, are the biggest, biggest brand. If, if he's affected every person on planet Earth, at least everyone who's ever heard a song. And that is post-traumatic thriving. He did exactly what we talked about. He soaked in a, his, his meditative practice was in the morning. He'd pour a very hot tub, very scolding hot water, his wife told me. And he would soak in the tub for an hour and meditate in whatever way he chose to. And then uh, he also uh, sat in the fire and, and told the things to his wife. He didn't, he didn't tell everyone, but... But he found that special person he could talk to. So he did exactly what we're talking about to kind of heal from the traumas and keep going with his his business uh, successes. Mm. Mm. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's really just amazing. How has it changed your point of view interviewing all these amazing people? Well, I've learned a lot because I was, I, when I first read, wrote the, the book, Post Traumatic Thriving, honestly, it, it didn't get out, but the manuscript was very kind of treachy and professorial. It wasn't too bad, but it was, it was bad enough where I was basically telling people, you need to do this and you need to do that. And then as I interviewed these people and realized what they were doing and I wasn't doing them, 
And I started with a grounding practice. I just did it this morning. And I'm into exercise. And after COVID, I'm back to running five miles a day like I, I do. That's very therapeutic. And, uh, and I sit in the fire. I'm telling you right now about one of my traumas. Uh, I started applying these practices. And, Patricia, I had to go back to the manuscript and rewrite the whole book with a different tone of, of, of basically we need to do this, we need to do that, because I'm in the same boat as everyone else uh, dealing with my stuff. So, so interviewing these people has really helped me get insight. I guess maybe subconsciously I needed to, to kind of uh, figure this stuff out for myself. Yeah, amazing. So you've applied a lot of what you've learned is what you're saying, really, a, a lot of oh, what you've Oh, split. yeah. Yeah, yeah tell, for uh, sure. I, I, I'm go sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I'm looking at some of these amazing stories. There are so many. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I, I don't know which one to even bring up because there's so many good ones. Um, well, I'll tell you another go one. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You pick out one because well, there are 20 here and they're all good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I know I, they're all my friends. I know all of them. Uh, the guy that came up with the term post-traumatic stress disorder, a guy named Shad, he came back from Vietnam. Uh, his story's in the book. I, I gave a speech in Santa Barbara. He's sitting next to me. I, he didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. He gave his speech. I said, I said, Shad, we got to put your story in the book. And, and uh, so we got great, great stories in the book. But one, one of my other favorites is uh, Jerry Jewell. You might recognize that name because Jerry... Uh, was start on the TV show Facts of Life for ABC, and then she recently was in the uh, HBO movie uh, Deadwood. And I went to high school with Jerry. She was born with cerebral palsy, and I I've known her since my childhood. We're still good friends. And here she is, a young lady, like any young lady. She wants to go to the dances. She wants to do things, but she's got this disabilitating disease. She was bullied, certainly not around me, but. She was, and, you know, just, just a tough childhood. And the, her family, Jerry's family, you know, with this, with this disability said, well, we can just get you an easy chair and a TV and make your life comfortable for the rest of your life, or we can kick you out <laughs> and make you earn a living like everyone else, go to college. And that's what they did. Um, and I say that affectionately. I mean, in terms of getting out there into life and really engaging with life, and that's what she did. And then she started a, a comedy routine in Hollywood with stand-up comedy. And anybody who knows that, that deal knows that's a, that's a really tough gig because some, some audiences can be pretty harsh. But she was successful. She made people laugh. Uh, somebody saw her, discovered her, put her on a t- the TV show. Then she got very famous. And, uh, and she's done so much to help people with, who have disabilities to keep going and, and stay positive. And I just had dinner with her about a week ago, um, and she's just radiant. She's a wonderful person. Of course, like mm-hmm. any person, she has good days and bad days, mm-hmm. but that is, again, post-traumatic thriving. You're born with a, a disability like that, and you're, you're starring in Hollywood and, uh, and inspiring people. It doesn't get better than that. Mm. Wow. Amazing. Okay. All right, we've got a couple minutes before break, so um, I'm going to wait for another story till we come back from break. But um, where can people go to not only just get your book, but also learn more about how they can handle and work through these these traumas? Well, you know, if if you're on a budget, just get the Kindle book because it's 99 cents. But let me just kind of answer that question. The, the book itself is divided into 15 chapters, and it starts with shock, and it ends with gratitude. And my advice is don't skip ahead. Go and process each stage that you're going through. I just got an email from a woman. She said she and her husband have read it twice, and they, they've really been able to heal by processing each wow. chapter at a time. The, wow. the book is in three sections, uh, Dive, Survive, and Thrive. And mm-hmm. so you basically dive is where you get knocked down, survive is where you get back on your feet, and thrive is where you blast off. And you got to do it in that order. And you really got to process it. So that's really the best advice I can give is go through those steps. Mm. And that, and, and they go to the website that you mentioned, right? Posttraumatic thriving.com. 
no, you go to go get the book, Postman Authority. My website's drbell.com. And they can get it there. Uh, yeah, you can, there's a link to Amazon there or just go to any bookstore. Okay. All right. Terrific. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are talking to Dr. Randall Bell, and his brand-new book is Post-Traumatic Thriving, The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. And he draws upon his decades of experience in scientific research to develop a three-stage framework, Dive, Survive, and Thrive, that help readers process their trauma, make the conscientious decision to accept help, and move forward and eventually tap into the energy generated by that trauma to achieve more than they ever thought possible. And he shares stories of real people in the book. You're, again, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you looking for a happy lifestyle? Now that's a crazy question, isn't it? Everyone wants to be happy, but we struggle in trying to figure out how to get there. Want help with that? Then tune in to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. Find out about the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle and learn how to enjoy every aspect of life and be happy. Say yes, be happy. Listen live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show um, on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We're in our 20th year here. We started out as internet radio, and now we're internet and podcast radio, heard everywhere. Um, My guest is Dr. Randall Bell. He's a socio-economist, and he has consulted on more disasters on Earth than anyone in history. His clients include the federal government, state governments, international tribunals, major corporations, and homeowners. And he believes that the problem is not the problem. The problem is how we react to the problem. He's often called the master of disaster, and he is squarely focused on authentic recovery and resilience. His research has been profiled on major television shows and has been featured in numerous magazines and international media. His brand new book is Post-Traumatic Thriving. The Art, Science, and Stories of Resilience. Welcome back, Dr. Bell. Patricia, it's great to be back with you. (laughs) All right. Tell us a story about the man set to go to the Olympics and had his hopes dashed and Uh created a big business. Yeah. Well, it was a college friend of mine, and this guy's just a terrific individual, and he was 
all ready to go to the Olympics, he was going to do shot put uh, with track and field. And he was national champion and really excited about going to the Olympics. And then going back into history a little bit, um, Jimmy Carter uh, was the president, and we were kind of getting into it with Russia and Afghanistan and disputes and that. And Jimmy Carter made, made a, in my view, a, I think Jimmy Carter is a good man, but, but he made a bad decision to cancel the Olympics. And I'll just tell you, my friend was just devastated because he had been training so hard for, for decades, his whole life uh, on that, and it was over in a second. And they try. They went through all the steps uh, in the book. The chapter one's on shock, and he went through shock, and then he went through anger, and he was angry, and then he tried to bargain, and the coaches tried to call the White House and talk to the White House, and they went through the whole thing. And and like a lot of people that are hit by trauma, he landed on depression. That's totally normal, and uh, it's totally normal to be angry. You just don't want to hurt anybody. But after he spent a couple months being depressed. And that's normal. If it lasts longer, we really need to reach out for help. But after a couple months, he uh, decided that this depression thing's not for me. And he got back on his feet, went back to college, got his MBA, started a business. Today, my buddy Tom has 10 distribution facilities around the world. He employs hundreds of people, maybe thousands, I don't know. Uh, phenomenally successful, wonderful family. And... And the reason he loves having his business isn't because he makes a ton of money. It, he, he knows every employee by name. He's the kind of boss that as he walks around, he stops and talks to everyone. He knows who their kids are. And if their kids are in college, he always is kind of doing quietly, doing things to help them out. He doesn't, frankly, Tom's not even his real, his real name. He didn't want me to use his real name because he's not in it for the glory or the fame or any of that. He's just in it because he's got a good heart. And uh, that is a post-traumatic thriver. Mm. Boy, I'll say. That's amazing. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about um, the woman's car crash that resulted in an addiction to prescription drugs, a divorce and loss of her children, and a cot in a homeless shelter, and how she rebuilt it all back and more. Yes, well, this, this young lady, I met her at where I volunteer in a homeless shelter in Laguna Beach where I live part of the year. And I, I teach a class in life skills, and this, this woman would come in along with the other homeless folks, and we would learn about time management and goal setting and life skills that, frankly, we learned uh, as I learned as an executive. But uh, she was, you know, she was a normal successful Orange County woman. Uh, she was married, had beautiful kids, and living life, uh, you know, an abundant life. And then she was in a car crash, which could happen to any of us, you know, any day. And she had serious back injuries. The doctor prescribed opioids. I think we know the problem with that. And she immediately became addicted to them, uh, really, really viciously addicted to opioids. And couldn't give them up. Uh, she healed somewhat from her back injuries, but, but could not leave the drugs alone. And this is not somebody that went out to party and, you know, figure things, you know, to, to live a, a reckless lifestyle. This is somebody who was just minding her own business that was hit by, by another driver. Well, anyway, the drug addiction became so bad, Patricia, that uh, her husband got fed up and left. The kids would not talk to her. She was stealing from, she lost her mm. job, of course. She was stealing mm. things to sell so she could buy more drugs and, you know, was living in her car. Then she sold her car for more drugs and she landed mm. in a homeless shelter. So this is something that could happen to anybody. And when I, when I volunteer, I try not to ever be judgmental, to just meet people where they are and she started applying these techniques. She had a little bit of faith that she would do it. She kicked the drugs, the, the, the grounding exercising, the, 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 the sit in the fire. Those are real techniques that really, really get, you know, after the worst of the problems in society. She got back on her feet. She got a job as a dishwasher in a restaurant, 
And then she was moved up to uh, being the hostess that would seat people. She went from part-time to full-time. Now she's the manager of a very posh restaurant in town. Uh, mm. she's, the drug addiction is behind her. She's reconnected with her kids. She's friends mm. with her ex-husband and is living a, a nice, uh, a wonderful life. And, and so anybody knocked down that hard, again, these principles really work. They're the real deal. Mm. Wow. All right, we've got two minutes left. What would you like to leave our listeners with, Randall? What, what, what's your closing message? Well, my closing message is that the basic idea is self-medication is okay. I, one person I know, a friend of mine, she told me that she got drunk every night, and it's a good thing because she was too drunk to go to the bridge where she was going to take her life. And, and, but she moved beyond that. Now she's... she's uh, you know, stop the heavy drinking and that kind of thing. So I throw judgment out the window. We're all where we are. Some of us are in good places. Some of us are not so good places. But I'm really on a quest to find authentic solutions um, mm-hmm. so we can heal from these traumas. And that's why I've, I, I'm not in this for the money. The business world's been pretty good to me. So I, I put the book out on Kindle for 99 cents. I just want this information to get into people's hands so we can, we can change the world. And if we don't change the world, at least we'll change our world and, and get to a better place. Thank you so much for being on the program, Dr. Randall Bell. It was really wonderful. Thank you. You know, people can find you, Thank drbell.com, you right? Drbell.com, correct? Drbell.com. Yeah, drbell.com. Okay. Come, come visit right. me anytime. Thank you. All right, stay, stay, uh, stay on the line for a minute. Right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. Find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. If you'd like my newsletter, write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. If you'd like help creating your own podcast so you can get your message out, contact me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Until next week, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.